Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on? It's Adam here and welcome to the smart business show. Today, we have a very special guest, Leah Gervais. She is a business coach and mentor for entrepreneurs and is the founder of Leah Gervais Coaching. So today we are going to be talking about scaling your side hustle. So it's a fun topic. What's going on, Leah? Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Tell our audience a little bit about you and where you're from, and we'll dive into your backstory. Yes. What is up, audience? I am Leah. I currently live in New York City. I've lived here for oh, upward of 10 years at this point, 11 years. I moved here when I was 18 uh, from a small town in Colorado to go to NYU, and I have really just been here ever since. I'm very obsessed with the city. It's kind of my, my first love that never died. Um, but I originally came here thinking that I would go to college here, and then I would be a paralegal, and then I would go to law school, and then I'd be a lawyer. That was kind of the New York vision that I had for myself when I was younger. And I got about halfway through. I went to school here, and I was a paralegal, and I was accepted into law school. And uh, then I realized that actually becoming a lawyer was a big no <laughs> in my book. It was not what I wanted to do at all. So what started as a, a blog around that paralegal job where I was sort of trying to connect with others that had that sense of confusion about their career after they had felt so clear about the path for so long, um, as well as just sort of try to make sense of how lost I felt. Um, ended up becoming a business on its own. It, it was a side hustle that started making me money. It was something that I ended up really loving. Um, and you know, a few years later, I was able to resign from my nine to five job, and it is the seven figure coaching business. I'm now so blessed to run every day. Wow, that's amazing. That's so Thank awesome. Thank you. It's such a such a fun story because a lot of us, you know, start on the trajectory that our parents set for us or that we you know, have an idea of as a kid, you know, like I wanted to be marine biologist, then I wanted to be a cop, and then I wanted to be, you know, something else. <laughs> and, and for you, that was an attorney, you know, mm -hmm, uh, that mm -hmm. was a life that you thought would get you to where you wanted to be. And here you are just like, no, this isn't my thing, you know, and having to find your way. And so one of the things that you're, you're really passionate about is, you know, helping entrepreneurs, uh, you know, scale, like in mm -hmm. scale, meaning that we all want to um, have this limitless potential. We all want to be able to break past the boundaries of staying where we're at, right? What does scaling mean to you? What a good question. I think that what lights me up about this topic and why I've continued to infuse it into my work all these years later, even though I haven't been a side hustler myself for you know several years now, is because the the origin of why I started getting excited about having my own business, and honestly, one of the things that turned me off specifically about the legal field, I don't, I, I'm sure you, you probably know this, but I don't know if all listeners know this, but in in the legal field, and um, even in you know, especially in big corporate law here in New York, you are 
to time to keep track of your time and how you spend your time and how you work and what matters you're working on in six minute increments, six minute increments in order to bill the client that you have. So that's what I had to do as a paralegal. I had to keep track of my time in six minute increments so that they could properly bill whatever matter they were working on for how much time I spent on it. So talk about the definition of trading time for money. Literally, you can raise your price, you can you know, get raises as an attorney and your hourly rate can go up. And here in New York, some corporate attorneys have very high um, hourly rates. I mean, that, that is true. It's not like they're not making anything, but there's nothing scalable about that lifestyle at all. You are accept the price. Other than that, it will always be reliant on how much time you're giving, how much hustle you're giving and how much you're able to bill. And when you think about other things you want in life, I mean, even as you know, a 20 something, I was able to think about when it comes to wanting to be a mother or wanting to travel or wanting to explore different parts of my life. Is this really a path I want to go down? Is this really a career I want to go down? That is so reliant on me physically being present and really that being my only sense of financial stability. So that's what really turned me off about one of the many things that turned me off actually about the legal field. But I think that that was what got me so excited about learning about online business and having my own business and having different income streams within that business and using the money from that business to invest in different income streams. And it really just opened up my world in a, in a whole new way because we're not really taught these things in, in, you know, in college or um, even just kind of like in mainstream society to your point. And so I became kind of obsessed with it and that's why I still love teaching it. And I, I guess to answer your question in a more concise way, scaling to me means getting out of the trade of time for money. Mm, that's good. That's good. I love that definition. And in, in now that you've been able to have more leverage, right? With your time, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think that, I think there is this misconception though, that the, or, or I almost want to call it a fantasy in a way. It's the entrepreneur fantasy mm -hmm. that you can just eventually not ever be there. And that's like check out. <laughs> yeah. And that's not exactly yeah. how it works. Cause when you scale, you know, you're freeing yourself up from things that you don't want to do so that you can do the things that you actually want to do, but it doesn't opt you out of working because as you grow, you have responsibilities that you have to manage. Right. So can, can you talk yeah. about what it's, what it's been like now that you've been able to get to the point point where you have stopped trading the time for money as far as the, for the hour, but painting a, a, a real picture of what it looks like today, because you still work. So that there can be, instead of moving from fantasy, the entrepreneurs listening can move into what reality looks like as a skilled entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up that point because I do think that there's a lot of people that start businesses because they read the four hour work week and they have this vision of having a pina colada in hand while like income, you know, notifications are coming in. And it's not that you can't have that, but I do think it is a bit misguided when it comes to igniting your entrepreneurship journey, because uh, in the beginning you work more, you know, you work more than you do at a nine to five job. A lot of the time, it's not actually about working less. It's about working toward your own bottom line though. And I think that that's what really has to fire you up about scaling is that you will be able to unlock more of a freedom than you have at a nine to five job. You will have more of a limitless income than you ever could at a nine to five job. 
and you're working toward your own bottom line every day, unlike you're doing it a nine to five job. It does not mean you're not working quite the opposite. I, I work more than I ever did at a nine to five. And the pressure is a hell of a lot more than it ever is at a nine to five. I, I think you would probably agree when you start having a team of your own and um, multiple clients of your own, you, you take on that responsibility and those have their own challenges. So I think it's, it is really important, and I'm, and I'm glad you pointed out, that scaling is not about checking out. It is not about being totally passive. It's about potential. It's about freedom. And it's about things contributing to you more so than someone else at the end of the day. And I think if you can be honest with yourself about that from the beginning, you're going, you know, you're going to be a better entrepreneur, and you're going to be able to really know when you need to go all in versus when you can kind of uh, pause a little bit. And so to answer your question, what this looks like for me at, in my business at this point is I, I would say the biggest thing that I'm able to experience is freedom. So I have no interest in not working because I love my business, because I started this from a place of passion and because I truly enjoy what I, what I do. And I, I just can't imagine not being excited about working, you know, on it. Um, but I do it on my terms. So uh, as as you know, we chatted before this episode started. I'm I'm quite pregnant right now, and um, once I got pregnant, I started working only three days a week because at first it was not really out of a choice. It was because my morning sickness was so bad. Not to be too transparent, sure, but yeah. it was so bad that I really couldn't you know work as much as I had. And I thought, hey, this is an opportunity for me to build my business around this schedule so that when my baby boy does come, I already am working only three days a week. Um, and it's the choice of how often do I want to work? What do I want to work on? And if I need to leverage something and I need something to grow, how can I get creative knowing different scaling methods so that I can make it look like what I want it to look like? And I think that that's really where the magic comes in is that you get to choose what you want it to look like. Yep. So good. So good. And you said something so key right now. You said being able to determine the scaling methods that you want to mm -hmm. choose. You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I have clients that make 30,000 a year as a coach and I have clients that make a million a month as a coach, right? And mm -hmm. the difference is their ability to determine the scaling method and being able to, you know, implement that method. And so that's a quality of, uh, of a millionaire entrepreneur. And I love that you mentioned that. So that's great. Now, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, people on here that, you know, one of the things I think is beautiful about your work is you help people scale their side hustle which is mm -hmm. a lot different because I think a lot of business coaches and mentors focus on helping people just like they assume that like people don't have like responsibilities. Like <laughs> they assume that they don't have a job anymore. They assume that, you know, they don't have an existing business that they also have to run um, while pivoting. Um, and, and, and so they just teach from that perspective, like as if somebody has 24 hours in a day to build their business. Mm -hmm. but you're teaching how to scale your side hustle. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, it's from a natural joy of mine because my story was so much about my own side hustle and was about my own side hustle struggle for many years before I really kind of cracked the code on how to get use it to get out of a nine to five job and use it to be the basis for a different type of future for myself. But to your point, it's not really about if you're in a nine to five job or not. It's just also about like, if you have other things going on and how you can do this with, right. you know, without this being a full-time job right away, which is the case for many people. And so 
I still think that even within the kind of framework of that we, so I have a program called Scale Your Side Hustle and we run that a few times a year. And even within the framework that we use for that, there is still so much mobility because I do think that for some people, the, I don't think that there's a one size fits all in terms of like how to go all in for some people, you know, they're like, I want to quit my job. I don't want to have any savings. I don't want to have a net built. I don't want to have a backup plan. They work well under that kind of pressure. They make it happen for other people that would just put them into a low vibration, kind of a negative energy. They wouldn't really feel that that would not really help them. And they would make decisions from a fear-based place. So they more so would need to stay in their nine to five job and try to figure out how to make money on the side of that. So I don't think that there is a perfect way or timeline to do it, but there are a few commonalities that we've been able to teach because I do think that they work time and time again. So one of the things, and I think that this is a good rule of thumb for really all new online business owners specifically is to try to start with a service, start offering a service before you start offering a product. And the reason is because, well, I think there's a few reasons, but one of the obvious ones is because of money. So if you knew you wanted to get out of your nine to five job and you wanted to do it selling t-shirts, you have to be honest with yourself about how many t-shirts you would need to sell every single month to actually supplement whatever it is that you're making at a nine to five job. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but it probably means that it's going to cost you a lot of money in marketing. It's going to cost you a lot of money in ads. And it's going to cost you a lot in general visibility to have the kind of audience that would equate that necessity in volume. Whereas if you're selling a service, now I know that I'm kind of biting my own tongue here because people listening might be like, a service is trading your time for money. I know, I know. And at first I do think that that's valuable because you can charge something higher for a service because you're trading your time for money. It's not the same as a, a book or a, you know, um, a t-shirt or, or some sort of product, even digital products, even courses, which are sometimes a few hundred dollars, you'd still have to sell so many of them to really get yourself to that place where your nine to five job could supplement. But price isn't the only reason I recommend starting with a service. I also think that when you start with a service and you work directly with clients, even if you know you would end up wanting to do something that's more consumer-based or more product-based, You'll learn more about yourself as an entrepreneur. You'll, you'll learn more about the ideal client. You'll learn more about commonalities that they have so that if you do form something more scalable, like either a group program or a course or a book down the line, you're not going from the ideas in, you, in your head that you think people will land on. You're going off of proven questions clients have asked you. So I think there's a lot of business benefits to why it's helpful to start with a service and that is what I would generally encourage people to do, even if it feels nerve wracking and even if it feels like you're not exactly sure which service to start from. Um, if you really want to scale a side hustle and get to know your business and get your hands dirty as soon as you can, then I think that that's the, the place to start. Yeah, no, that's so, so good. I love that. I love that because you're minimizing the risk. Um, by right. trading, you are trading time for money at first, but the cool thing too, is even though it's a service trading time for money, you're able to train other people that could then deliver that service for you right? so that you're no longer trading time for money. So there's a way out of it, but it's a great starting ground. I love that because a lot of the questions is, is well, what do I do? What's, what's going to be that extra right. income? Right. Right. And most people gear towards a product is their first thing. I want to, right. I want to create this. I can't tell you how many 
people I've met that want to start a t-shirt company. It's like the most <laughs> funniest thing. Like, yeah, I want to start a, a t-shirt business. That's so funny. You mentioned that. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, you're right. How many units is that going to take? Right. How much right. marketing money is that going to take? Right. And you add it all up and you're like, man, I would have to sell like a hundred units a day to make like any decent money, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And, and how much is that going to cost you in ads? Right. And time and money and mm -hmm. just, oh, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, so I love, I love the idea of starting with a service because it's something anybody can do. So what are, what are, um, you know, as far as like somebody listening to this, you know, let's say that they are, they're, you know, in a situation right now where they're looking for a pivot, they might have a business they don't like that's kind of confining them, or they might have a, a job that they're in that's confining them. What is your kind of thought process when it comes to making a jump? Um, into something new. What are you, what are you thinking about as your first thoughts? Are you thinking about, you know, are you thinking about uh, who do I need to learn from now and get a coach or mentor? Are you thinking about, you know, what's going to be the idea? Are you thinking about how much time do I have to invest? Like how, how do you analyze new opportunity? Yeah, I think I, that's a great question. I think that it, it is going to be a little bit dependent on your personality type, but the first goal, the first focus needs to be the answer to the question, what is going to get me in momentum? And that's going to be different for everyone, but you need to start feeling that initial push, that initial flow, start seeing those initial results almost, even though I don't think that you have to be relying on results to move forward, but you have to kind of see that the pieces of the puzzle are starting to move together. If you really want to have the opportunity to make something out of this or make something around your nine to five, because if this is just going to remain an idea in your head, or if it's going to be something that you kind of touch and then go and do when you have time, but then not when others, then it, your, your subconscious fears, whether you realize you have them or not, are going to be continually proven right, because you're continuing to prove yourself that this isn't working and that nothing's really happening and that this might not work. And for the average nine to five corporate person, those fears are very real. If you're used to having a steady paycheck, if you're used to having a 401k and healthcare and all the perceived benefits that come with a nine to five. And if, even if the idea of doing something on your own or something on the side is appealing, if you're not starting to see momentum from it, it's going to be very hard to actually visualize and put into, you know, a concept, what, what that could look like. So when I, when I say what is going to get you in momentum, I mean, you kind of need to know what that answer will be for yourself. So I think the most important thing is make, make a sale, make your first sale, see how it feels, see what you like about it, see what you don't like about it, see how it feels to receive the actual money for doing that service. And this is something that I don't think needs to be, you don't need a website to make a sale. You don't need a social, you know, you don't need a huge amount of followers of social media to make a sale. You can think of someone, a friend or family member, or you can put out on your personal social media networks, or you can start a website. It doesn't really matter. But the point is just offer something that solves a problem and go from there. I've had clients hit six figures that don't have a website, you know, and I think a lot of times I myself am a business coach and I have a business building program and we teach you how to build a website and we teach you how to use social media and we teach you how to use email lists. And I do think all of that is essentially critical, but it doesn't need to happen before you start getting in momentum. And so I think if you can start the momentum as soon as possible, a lot of those things will start to fall into place. And then you avoid the paralysis of, 
I want to start something on my own, but I don't know how to use WordPress. I don't have an email list. I have zero followers on any platform. I don't even enjoy social media. You know, all the things people say, those things, you can't let them stop you. And if they are, if the paralysis is stopping you, if the lack of clarity is stopping you, if the lack of understanding of what type of service is stopping you, then yes, you should hire a coach because those types of things are what coaches can help you through. They can help you see what you don't see. But, you know, I think that the time for, I obviously believe in coaching. I always have a coach and it's what I do myself, but I think that the timing for when someone needs that will depend on, on the person. That's so good. I love that. I, we could continue this conversation all day. I love this. <laughs> Uh, but I want to be able to, you know, for people who are loving this conversation, to be able to head over to your wait list for your your program. Tell us a little bit about, about that, and um, we're going to add it to the description below as well. Thank you. So my program is called Scale Your Side Hustle, and it is based off of the time period in my own side hustle journey, where I went from very much struggling as a side hustler, very much experiencing a kind of expensive hobby as a side hustle, having some months where I would make a few hundred dollars, one month where I made a thousand, many months where I made nothing, to finally seeing that momentum that I'm talking about where things started to come together and my fears started to fade away and clarity started to come to me. And it was unfortunately ignited by a pretty tragic experience in my own life when I lost suddenly lost a parent, lost my dad. Um, but that really put a lot of perspective into my life about how I was holding myself back and how I was spending my days, my precious life at a job that I didn't hate. I, I, you know, I'm not one of those people that needed to escape their job by all means, but I knew wasn't filling out my full potential. And so that really changed a lot of how I showed up and how I, how I just carried myself and how I saw myself and how I tolerated or started not tolerating fears. And so within six months, I went from not really having any income or clarity or direction to making more from my side hustle than I was at my nine to five job to handing in my resignation and then having my first five figure month. So I pretty much put all of that into my program, Scale Your Side Hustle. I think we are on the 10th time of running it now, which is just wild. I don't know where time goes. But it's hugely successful, and we've had a lot of our alum go on to have six and seven. One of our alum just hit a $2.5 million a year, and she only took this program last year. So it's a very fun program. It's for you if you're interested in a service um, at first, you know, kind of if, you've, if you identify with the philosophy I'm sharing here. There's a lot of wiggle room for exactly what you'd want to sell and how, but that is kind of the approach we take. And you can get on the wait list and save money by getting on the wait list. If you go to leahgervais.com slash courses, you can also read all about the program and the wait list is there as well. Perfect. Love it. Leah Gervais, everybody. Thank you so much for being on. And just such a joy to talk with and just so much wisdom as well. Uh, go check out her uh, Instagram as well. We'll drop that in the description. Head over to the wait list. Get on it if you are selling a service. Thanks again, Leah, for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. And to all of you listening, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Share the episode with a friend who may need it. And also make sure you give us a six-star rating. I know there's only like five stars, but give us six. <laughs> and uh, we hope to see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody.